Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. We're so blessed you're joining us today. I want to tell you right off, God has a plan. Amen. That would be revolutionary to some of you listening right now, but for others, not so much. But did you know that God's plan involves you? You are an intricate part of his plan. Amen. If you don't live up to your end of his plan, somebody somewhere will go to hell. Whose fault will it be if they go to hell simply because you refused to fulfill God's plan for your life? I don't know about you. That is not a scenario or conversation I would like to have with God or Jesus in the future. Amen. But there are many, many people right now living their lives as they want to on their terms, fulfilling the lust of the flesh and the desire of their eyes, totally ignoring what God would have them do. That does not mean you have to be a preacher or a pastor or a church or, you know, have to travel 6,000 miles and live the rest of your life in a mud hut somewhere. Now, if that's what God's called you to do, then your time in that mud hut will be the most glorious blessing time that you have ever realized. But not everyone's called to do that. However, everyone is called to do something. And that's what we'll be talking about today. The difference between not doing something and actually doing something for God. Amen. Our guest today is Judah Lipsella. He, he was living a life that could be described as destructive, a destructive lifestyle. And when we make bad choices and we make bad decisions, usually bad things will be the result. Well, that's what happened with Judah. I won't get into the story. I'll let him tell it. But let's just say that he suddenly had a come to Jesus moment that changed his life. His trajectory, his destiny changed forever. Amen. He and his wife, Gabriella, have their own ministry now called American Revival Ministries based out of Jacksonville, Florida. Judah also recently published an excellent book titled Starve the Flesh. This book achieved the rankings of number one in the new release category and number two ranking of bestseller, both on Amazon, praise God. Help me welcome to the program, Judah Lipsella. Judah, it is such a blessing to finally get you on this program today, brother. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, Pastor Bob, I appreciate you having me on here, man. I'm excited to see how God moves. There's one person right now, you're listening to this, and Jesus loves you, and you're going to realize right now, it's not a coincidence you turn this podcast on. See, he sees the things. There's someone who is back in hip pain, and right now the Lord's taking that all away in the name of Jesus. And I, I pray that right now that person feels that they are, you are important to God. I feel like the Lord Amen. said, whoever you are listening, you're important to God. Like I said, he sees that back pain on that right side of your back. Right. He sees that person who has that hip pain on the right side of their hip, and he's loosing all the hip pain. He's realigning it. He's making it new, and he gets all the glory. 
We're not super with superpowers. We are normal Christians empowering normal Christians to walk supernaturally. It's supposed to be supernatural to walk supernaturally. So we're pumped for that. I'm excited, man. Thank you for having me here. Amen. Amen. Well, let let me start with this question first. Other than that brief information I just shared, tell us in your own words, who is Judah Lipsella? I'm just a a nobody trying to tell some uh, somebody or everybody about somebody who rescued me. That song by Casts and Crowns, I love it. That's what it is. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about a somebody who rescued me. And the reality is this. There's one name under heaven which all men must be saved. It ain't Pastor Bob. It ain't Evangelist Judah. It ain't anything but Jesus. There is one name under heaven which all people must be saved. The reality is this. My heart is not to point you to another person. We, this podcast, books, all of it's a stream. And what does the stream do? It leads to the source. The source is Jesus. If the, the stream is great, praise God for the streams. Amen. Praise God for the podcast. It's an honor to be on here. Praise God for the books. It's an honor to be an author. But we're streams. And we pray that you, if you encounter the stream, it leads you to the source. And the mm-hmm. source is Jesus. He is the living water. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we are, I am just a vessel to point you to him. We have too many in our culture that idolize ministers. Mm -hmm. And the reality is there's no minister on heaven and on earth and all the the world who can save you, but Jesus can. And so I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about someone who rescued me. And I'm a privileged man that he wants to use me as his vessel. And I give him all the glory. The devil wants to try to put pride in our lives as ministers sometimes. Pray for your pastors. Pray for those who minister to you because the devil is trying to lie. The devil wants to put things in their mind and say, hey, look how good you are. Look at what you're doing. No, we give God all the glory. We give God all the glory because we can't do it. But praise Jesus. It's an honor to be on here, Pastor Bob. Oh, we still have you there? There we go. It's an honor to be on here, Pastor Bob. And, uh. I've, I've been saved for about eight years now. The Lord saved me from a life of debauchery, you know, uh, premarital sex, alcohol, drugs, you name it. But I am living proof of the loving God. I am living proof of the living God. And this person right here, you are listening to this. And it is no coincidence because logically, in logic sense, the worldly logic says there's no reason I should be here right now. But Jesus said, hey, that moment, when I was injecting myself with steroids, teaching myself how to inject a needle in me. Had I done it incorrectly, an air bubble could have traveled to my heart and instantly killed me. He preserved me here for this very moment so you could be touched by God. So I feel that, that this, I feel strong that back Amen. pain could be healed, that, that your, that mental illness would be, would be, the struggles would be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. And it's all he spared me. So right now you could feel his love. But most Amen. importantly, he sent his son to die for you. And he didn't just die. He rose again. Because his son has life, you can too. Because his son lives, your life is worth living. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's the reality. I know that's a a long answer, but Jesus, it's all about Jesus. Amen. Now, you alluded to some things going on with your lifestyle way back then. Tell us what was going on in your life, what finally brought you to your knees in front of Jesus. Absolutely. So the Lord had been tugging on my heart for a while. You just hang around with the wrong people. Don't get shocked when you get put in situations where bad things happen. 
you know, the reality is this. I heard one preacher say, you don't fall into sin. You gradually decline. And, and the reality is I gradually declined into sin till I was in debauchery. But the Lord, through circumstances, kept trying to wake me up. I get involved with, I remember uh, one time there was drug, I, I had weed in my car and the drug dog showed up at school. And I remember praying to God, I'll stop smoking weed if you get me out of this. Now, the Lord got me out of it, and I stopped temporarily, but I didn't surrender my life to Jesus. All of a sudden, when I wanted to do it again because it was convenient for me, I went back to it. You know what I'm saying? And so it took to a moment where I, I had false accusations brought against me. I had things said against me that I did not do. And it's like what I said, when you're hanging around in those debauchery environments, when you're hanging around in sinful environments, don't get surprised when you get, when you place yourself in situations and you get, and you get caught up in things that, 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 are, that are terrible. And in my case, I got caught up in, in being accused of things I didn't even do. Now, that's what brought me to my knees. That's what, that was my soul on the road to Damascus moment. That was my wake up. And I gave my life to Jesus. And as I pursued him, all the evidence came out proving my innocence. And I was set free from that life of finding fulfillment in everything but Jesus. Amen. Because everything in the world, it temporarily fulfills you, but it always leaves you empty and unfulfilled in the end. You can put, here's your at Sin is fun. Temporarily. <laughs> temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah. Because you can have the time of your life and you feel like you're the king or queen of the world. You're on top of it. But when the high runs off, when the when the the thing you're distracting yourself with is done, that pain is still there, that unfulfillment is still there. Yep. But there's still a God waiting on you, waiting for you to say yes to Him, so that He could fulfill your soul, so that He could fulfill what you're trying to fill your life with. So you're trying to fill your life with so many things that were never created to fulfill you. Not everything you do to fulfill you is inherently sinful. For instance, I like football. I'm not saying if you watch football, it's sinful. But when you put things before Jesus, so, oh, I'm angry, I'm just going to tune out and watch football. I, I, I'm frustrated or I'm depressed, I'm just going to go watch the news. See, here's the thing, those aren't inherently sinful things. But when we go to things to find comfort in them instead of going to Jesus, we place things before Jesus, and thus we never find the true fulfillment that we desire. And then when those things are done, we're never fulfilled, and we're left wondering, man, why, oh, why? But you know what? We keep going back to those things because, you know, it filled me up once before. Maybe it'll fill me up again. It's that yeah. trap. That, that, that It's a cycle of stupidity and ignorance that the devil tries to keep wrapping you into. It filled you up last time. It got you last time. It'll get you again. But then you always get let down. You always get let down. See, the liar, the devil, the one who comes to steal, kill, and destroy is the one who tempts you and lures you in. And then when you succumb to sin, he makes you feel like trash. He makes you feel like killing yourself. He makes you feel like your life is not worth living when that liar, the devil, is the one who, who, who wanted you to scum to it. But Jesus came to give you life abundantly. He said, hey, trade your old rags for new. Trade your mess. Trade your mess. Trade your beauty for ashes, right? Trade your mourning for joy. Trade your, your heaviness for praise. He wants, yeah. God is not out to get you. He's out to heal you. <laughs> Amen. It wasn't Amen. God so hated the world he sent his son. I think some people, they, they get it wrong. You know, you see some people, and I'm not bashing them. I'm not saying they all have the wrong heart. 
But you see some people on the street corners, it's like, I'm scratching my head. It's like, <laughs> God hates you. No, God doesn't hate you. It's God. God still loved the world. And here's the thing, though. People think that, oh, well, God loves me, so he accepts me as I am. Well, here's the thing. He accepts you as you are, but he brings you in to transform you. Yeah. A lot of people, they just want to be accepted and they want to continue to live in the same sin while calling themselves something because it makes them feel better. Well, I'm going to call myself a Christian, even though I have no desire to change my lifestyle. Here's the reality. Right. Jesus didn't die on a cross, receive 39 lashes and raised from the dead for you to stay bound to sin. He came to set the captives free. He, set to, he came to set you free from the things you love that keep you bound. You want to know why you have anxiety and depression? You love the things that keep you bound. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that's every case. That's not every case. I've dealt with anxiety and depression as a Christian. I'm saying those who, you know who you are. You feel in the spirit. You, you know that you're living this lifestyle that God has not called you to live. And, and don't get surprised when you have these, these, these things. It's because you're living a destructive lifestyle apart from God. A destructive right. lifestyle doesn't always mean like a life like mine where you're partying and having premarital sex and all these things. It's this. If I'm without Jesus and he is not my Lord, what does Lord mean? Lord means master, owner, controller. It means yep. I'm not Amen. God and he is. Yep. If Jesus is not your Lord and you're trying to run life on your own and think that you know better the God, then you're in sin. But the good news is this. Here's some good news. Hey, Turn off CNN, Fox, MSNBC, and all that trash, and here, tune into the good news. The good news is, hey, you know what? We all fall short of the glory of God. You and me, we've sinned. Here's the good news. Jesus came for you. He died for you. He lived a perfect life for you that you could not live. He died on the cross, the sinner's death that you and I deserve. But the reality is he rose, and it's because he loves you. He says, hey, trade your old rags for new. I have come to give you life and life abundantly, but you can't have the abundant life if you just want to live in your sin and just call yourself a Christian. He says, no, if you surrender your life to me, you'll actually know me and you'll realize, hey, I'm not out to get you or I'm not, I'm not out to say, hey, I'm trying to make you not have fun anymore. No, he's saying, hey, I'm actually an all-knowing God that knows everything and I see more than you could ever imagine. I loved you before you were even loved by your mom, your dad, your grandma, or any single person on this earth. I thought about you before you were a thought to anybody. And I have had a plan for you your whole life. But when are you going to start subscribing to my plan for your life, That's God's right. plan Amen. for your Amen. life? Because when you do, you know what? It's not going to be perfect because we live in a sinful world. But you'll have a perfect Savior guiding you and holding you through it all the way. But it's time that it's surrendering to his plan. It's surrendering Amen. to his will and realizing he knows best. Amen. What was the calling that the Lord put on your heart that launched you into ministry? Absolutely. Well, I just got saved from this crazy. I, I had a, it was truly like a, I think there's a lot of lukewarm Christianity in America. I think there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of people who, who they just throw a Bible verse on their, on their social media. And it's like, Oh, I'm a Christian. And I probably had done that in my life too, growing up. Oh, I, I raised up and I was raised in a Christian family. Oh, you have a lot of people, they say, oh, my dad was a pastor, but are you born again? I was not born again, you know? And, 
What was your question specifically? I want to make sure I the, answer it. The calling that launched you in the ministry. Yes. So I, I went. I just experienced and encountered God in such a way that I was like, I remember I was on a prayer walk one time with a college ministry, and I just had this feeling like, God, are you calling me to be a pastor? And I just knew on that prayer walk that He had called me to be a pastor. I just had that feeling from the Holy Spirit. And so I went into ministry as a children's and youth pastor for about five years. And, uh, and then recently, you know, we launched out into uh, an evangelistic ministry when I, I literally saw a vision from the Lord of an American flag with the words revival on it. And I, and I felt like he, he gave me the, he gave me the, the name American Revival Ministries. The acronym is ARM. We're the arm of the body of Christ. We're called to, to fulfill the great commission through raising up uncompromising followers of Christ Amen. who do their best to accurately represent Jesus to each and every person they encounter. See, we imperfectly do our best to accurately yeah. represent Jesus to each and every person we can encounter. That means this, in every moment, even when they don't deserve it, we're going to try to love like Jesus. Hey, you know what? There's someone, you're real harsh on your tipping with your waiters. Man, I'm really thankful that God didn't treat you like the way some of you tip your waiters when they act mm -hmm. bad. You're like, well, they don't deserve 20%. Well, you know what? You and I deserve hell. <laughs> you yeah. know what? Yeah. If someone's a bad waiter, you should give them a blessing because God so loved the world he gave. And I know that's pricking some people in their heart right now. They don't deserve that. That's the point. We don't deserve heaven. We Amen. deserve We deserve Amen. the cross. But Amen. Jesus didn't tip us according to our works. And we should not tip people according to their works. We should tip people according to the grace of God. I really feel like there's someone here. It's hitting you and there's some pride. You need to repent. You need to just accept this because, hey, we need to represent Jesus well. And that's Amen. even love your, we, it's really, it's really easy sometimes to, to, to go one way or another. Some people go really hard on love, love, lovey, dove, love. Other people go hard on strictness, 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 strictness. It's like, no, no, we need all of the word because Jesus said, love your enemy. Bless those who curse you, right? And who persecute you. But he also goes on the other and said, hey, you got to obey me if you love me is what Jesus says. So you need to, people need to not stop saying, well, I'm more liberal or I'm more conservative. No, no, I'm, hey, how about this? I just want to follow Jesus and I want to accept all of his word. It's not grace or truth. It's grace and truth. It's Amen. not some of his word. You know, we, there was a president in the United States years ago. He would clip out all the verses from the Bible he didn't want. And by the time he was done, it was an 84 page Bible. And I believe it's in the Smithsonian now. And if you don't know, most Bibles are about 1,200 pages and he got it to down to 84 pages. That's called playing God. And that's called cherry picking. You know what? Even the verses you don't like still count because you know what? God's smarter than you. And you know what? I've come to know that even when I don't necessarily initially agree with God, when I trust him anyways and obey, in the end, I never regret it because I see God. I didn't see then, man, but you knew what you were doing all along. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. You know, revival's definitely needed and more so yeah. now than at any time in this nation's history. How are you reaching out to promote your American Revival Ministry goal for all people to know that all that truly matters is Jesus? How are you reaching out? Absolutely. So our first and foremost, we have three ways we accomplish it. It's first and foremost, you know, preaching and teaching the Word of God. 
plain and simple, preaching and teaching the word of God. Um, that means, you know, going to churches when we can. Like, if there's any pastors uh, on here, you know, and first and foremost, hey, I'm coming to churches that aren't conforming the word of God. I'm coming to churches that are not conforming the word of God. I'm coming to churches that want to preach God's word. If you want revival, you want to preach all of God's word. God is not going to bring a revival. I'm, here, here, I'm going to tell you something. The greatest church growth strategy is conform. You can have a massive church if you conform. But if you want revival, you need to bring his whole word. And so my wife and I are continually, we're looking for opportunities to come into churches, to, to preach the message that, that God has put on our hearts which is to destroy hell daily, to raise up these, these Christians. Maybe there's people who are just Christian in name only. Maybe there are people that have been following Jesus for 85 years, 10 years, five years, whatever. Maybe there's people who've just become lukewarm and we've come in to just say, Holy Spirit, come set them on fire, like what, either for the first time or like the first time. And then we come to empower people in the authority God's given you. Did you know, maybe you've heard someone say, Oh, the devil has studied you. And the brother, the devil has, knows everything about you. No, he doesn't. He's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. He's not all-powerful. He's not always present. We can't give the devil so much power with our words. And we've come to debunk that and say, you know what the word says? See, opinions and feelings say, oh, the devil's scary. Authority in the word of God says, cast out demons and raise the dead. Hallelujah. So Amen. the authority Amen. says you can trust on serpents and cast out devils. But most Christians don't realize, oh, is that just for the pastor and the evangelist? No, brother, no. sister in Christ, that's for you. He wants Amen. you to lay hands and see the dead raised. Yes, it still happens in 2023 or whenever you're listening to Absolutely. this. You, Absolutely. You want to know what? He still heals. I've seen it. I've seen a man's uneven leg grown out. He didn't even believe in Jesus. He literally was limping. His limp was gone, and he wasn't even a believer. We have seen the miraculous healings of God. And you know what? He doesn't want to just use us. He wants to use you. But here's the thing. Are you available? So we've come to preach and teach the Word of God. Something we want to start doing is hands-on conferences. And what I mean by that is not just talking about God, but saying, hey, let's be empowered by God, and then let's evangelize. Because I think there's a big—I think a lot of people are scared to share their faith. And I understand that. I work in a secular industry uh, as my full-time job, and it's hard because you're really trying to be discerning. Mm. You don't want to just—you you don't want to be impersonable and just every day like berating people with Jesus. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so it's really trying to love and be so different in a good way with my actions. Try to be the best worker. Try to be the best servant. Try to stand out. One thing Tim Tebow said I saw on a podcast. He was like. He tried to be, I, he, he tried to live in a way that people said, that guy's different. Go the extra mile where Jesus said, hey, if a soldier asks you to carry something for him, carry it two miles. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not like your job that you're at. You know, and I'm preaching to myself at times. You might mm -hmm. not like where you're at. You might not feel like you're where you're supposed to be long term. But God's called you to be there right now. Go exactly. the extra mile. Show the exactly. love of Jesus. And yep. when God gives you the opportunities, Amen. ask for opportunities. Amen. Ask for open doors. Talk, if someone says, man, I'm having a really hard day, hey, I'll be praying for you. Or, hey, yeah. I know this might be I'm weird, but can we just have, yeah. can we have a word of prayer quickly? Is that all right? And uh, God will touch him. We, I think we make it out to be like, God, you, you don't have to stand up in like uh, a burger shop and uh, scream at everyone, you know, like <laughs> he's just asking you to, and praise God if he does, you know, yeah. but he's asking you to just love your neighbor, you know, and he's asking you to just be available. And, uh, people should know that you're a Christian. 
Yeah. People should Absolutely. know by the way you live, yep. by the words you say that you're a Christian. Yep. Um, and Amen. don't be a hypocrite because I have people in my work. They talk openly about Jesus, but they're some of the worst employees. Yeah. And, it's, and I'm serious. Some of the meanest people. And I'm like, man, this just breaks my heart because we have way too many in people in our lives who have church hurt because we have people running around acting like jerks and then talking about Jesus. And not to say we're, we not to say, man, here's the thing. If you make a mistake and you misrepresent Jesus, you know what you need to do? You need to go back to that person. You need to apologize and say, hey, you know, I'm a Christian and that's not how Christians act. Amen. I'm sorry. Yep. Because you know what? That'll, that's ministry right there. Yeah, exactly. it, 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 it is. It is. Yeah. Amen. Let's, in the time we got left, let's shift over to your book yeah. real quick. Absolutely. It's about your book, Starve the Flesh. Why did you write this book and why do you believe it's needful right now? Absolutely. You know, we live in a time, more, I think more people than ever are dealing with mental illness. I think more people than ever are dealing with anxiety and depression, things like that. And there was a time in my life my parents were going through a very, 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 honestly say hell-like divorce, which they're still going through. And where the devil really, see, people think, well, you're a grown man. You shouldn't have to deal with those things. You know, when you're going through hard times in life, when there's, when there's things in your family, it's hard. You know, everyone's got, I've come to realize there's not a single person on this earth who doesn't have, have something they're going through. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going through something. You know what? Their Instagram, Facebook highlight reel might not look like it. And, you know, just because just because they have a smile on their face doesn't mean that they're going through a good time. Some of the happiest, some of the happiest looking people have been some of the most depressed people. My heart breaks. I think about Robin Williams. You never would have thought a guy like that would have committed suicide. You know, these people that have these smiles on their face, like I've gone through her. I'm a joyous person, but I've gone through hard times, too. And I was going through a hard time. The devil through my parents' divorce, the devil really oppressed me, oppressed me, not possessed. I am possessed. I have the Holy Spirit, but a big oppression of social anxiety. It's so bad, man. So bad to the point it was crippling. I, I, I would shake and I would, I would not want to go in public and I would, I would make excuses to not even leave my house. To not, I just want to go to work, put my head down. Oh, I had to go to the gas station. Don't talk to anyone. Oh, I feel like I'm going to fail God. I feel like I'm going to fail God. and I'm, I'm not going to obey him. And, uh, and I just made it, so, it was so demonic. And I was in bed one night and I was just laying and I was just praying. And it's kind of those prayers. Like I didn't even expect to hear from God, you know? Um, and I just was going through some other things in life, dealing with some other struggles. And was just like, God, how do I kill my flesh? And in probably like the only time I've ever heard, like one of the only times I've ever heard the audible voice of God, I heard him say, starve the flesh, starve the flesh. And I knew, I just knew he meant fasting and prayer. And so uh, I went on a period about 21, like 23 days of fasting and prayer. Now, if you're one of those people who can only like, drink water for that, God bless you. Uh, I think I'd die if I did that. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm not and as Paul said, I have not attained perfection, nor do I claim to. I have not attained fasting, just water, and just drinking that. Uh, I tried that once recently, and I drank so much water, I was puking water. Yeah, great job, Judah. Um, <laughs> anyways, so no, I was not just, people say, well, you were just drinking water? For, no, I was not. You know, you can, you can abstain other things. Maybe there's sinful things. Now, maybe there's someone, someone you're in your life right now. Maybe you have a pornography addiction. That'd be a great way to, that'd be a great thing to fast. And when you're done, you don't pick that up. 
But then there's things in your life, you know, like certain social media things. It's like, um, that's not bad. Or the firmly made sports. Maybe there's some things you love. It's like, hey, I'm going to temporarily give this up to set aside time for Jesus. I'm going to starve my flesh. I'm going to starve even. I'm going to say no to even some good things in my life in order to put Jesus first. And so as I starved my flesh, as I fasted every day, the Lord was having me write a chapter for this book. I had no clue. And by time I was done with my fast, I was finished writing, basically finished writing this book. And he had freed me and supernaturally healed me and delivered me from social anxiety. And this is what God showed me. If he could free me from something that I felt that I would always deal with for the rest of my life. That's how bad it was, y'all. I felt like I would deal with this for the rest of my life. There's someone here. You've you've believed, well, now this is just part of who I am. It's just a characteristic. Oh, it's just always going to be with me. I rebuke that lie from Satan in the mighty name of Jesus. Be gone. That's a lie from hell. That lie needs to go back to hell in the name of Jesus because you can be free. The reality is this. Jesus said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He can free you. Jesus can free you. And he freed me as I starved my flesh. Now, if everyone, and and that's the heart. You can be freed from the things you think that you could never be freed from. And my book is, not everyone needs it. It's just just like a sermon. It's just like a podcast, right? It's going to point you back to Jesus. If I, if it can, it's it's like spending, I've like, show me this recently. If you've enjoyed this podcast, it's like spending a few weeks with me and being discipled by me for a few weeks. And, but all I'm going to do is point you back to Jesus. If by the end of reading this book, you're like, wow, Judah's so amazing. It's like, oh, that you've missed the point. The whole point (laughs) by the time you're done reading this is man, God is so much bigger than I ever realized. And he has delivered me from what I thought I could never be free from. So if you feel, pray about it. If you feel like the Lord tells you to to get it, great. It's only $5.99, depending where you are. It's it's, it's basically the price of the over, it's the same price as the overpriced cup of coffee you probably get every single day. (laughs) So uh, it's affordable because we want everyone to be able to get it. But you know what? It, pray about it because if, if he's called you to get it, great. If not, that's fine. But you know what you do need? You need God's word. Everyone needs God's word. So if you get any book, get God's word. But you know what? If it can be a blessing to you, I'd love for it to be. And I I hope it just touches your life and God gets all the glory for that. Amen. Amen. Are there any more books in the wings that you're writing right now? So there is one more book uh, that I'm writing. I won't go, I won't go too much into it because I'm, I'm, I I have about one more chapter, um, but I really think it's going to be a blessing to pastors in America. And it's, uh, I don't feel like the Lord's wanting wanting me to be quiet on that right now. Okay. But hey, you know I believe when we're when when, when it comes out, we'll meet again. We'll meet yeah, again. I was gonna say when I you publish it, blessed. you got to come back on. We got to talk about it. Amen. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. I know. I know. One of your goals is to see revival come to the church and, and yeah. reawaken its first love. Have you seen or participated yet in any of the college campus revivals that have recently been sweeping the nation? First off, that's amazing. Praise God for it. I, I have not, I have not myself been able to participate, but I'm a huge supporter. I mean, when I see people bashing revival and what God is doing, I'm like, come on, this is what we pray for. I feel like yeah. sometimes we pray for revival and then revival comes and we criticize it, you mm-hmm. know? And so I love what God's doing. If any, if you haven't seen the Jesus Revolution movie, you need to oh, see yeah. it, man. Amen. I think Amen. if you're, whether your church is young and thriving, old and dying or everywhere in between everyone needs to see it because man 
I believe we're going to see a greater Jesus people movement than we've ever seen. I believe that we are uh, we are on the the cusp of some of the, of the greatest revival that has ever been seen. I truly believe. I want you to hear what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying anything against doctors. I respect all doctors. I love doctors. We need them. But I believe there's a time coming that doctors will serve to diagnose and doctors will serve to confirm miracles. God's going to make your job real easy. Hey, you have cancer. Then the power of God's going to touch people. Hey, you don't have cancer. Hallelujah. And I believe the greatest awakening is coming. You want to know why? Because God ain't done yet. Because Jesus desires all to repent. Because he's not, if he was content with the people he had saved, and he would have brought us back already, and we would be in the glory in heaven. But he said, hey, there's someone who's bound right now. There's someone who's bound in social anxiety. There's someone who's bound in transgenderism and homosexuality. There's someone who's bound in anger and lust and pride. And Jesus says, I've come for you and I have not abandoned you and I have not discarded you. And maybe even the church has not, has di- maybe even the church has discarded you, but he says, I have not discarded you. You are important to me, but I've come to change your life Amen. and to give you life Amen. and life abundantly. So I am for revival. I want to see revival and we're praying for ways that we can be a part of revival and uh yeah i'm I'm excited man i'm very excited amen well speaking of your book where can someone obtain a copy of star of the flesh i know since it's won two awards on amazon it has to be on amazon right yes yeah so amazon is the primary you can go through barnes and noble but i think it's just going to be cheaper if you go through amazon um i don't know what kind of fees barnes and noble uses but i i I publish it through amazon that's probably going to be the quick you'll probably get the book in like two days of ordering it because what's cool about amazon is if like i mean they have factories everywhere so they just print it right on demand right where they are it's like they're like wow i got this book real quick so yeah Yeah. you can get it basically in like don't quote me on it. He said one star review. He said I could get it in two days and I got it in three. Well, it's going to be there pretty quickly. Amazon is going to be the best way. Just put star of the flesh or star of the flesh book or Judah Lupicella yeah. or whatever, and it should pop up. Hey man, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, maybe ask a question, invite you to speak, or maybe do an interview yeah. like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? The best way is going to be on our website, which is www godsarm.org so g-o-d-s-a-r-m.org godsarm.org or you can message us um, or look at our website through our 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 social media american revival ministries um, and you can just shoot us a message there or we have a form you can fill out on our website to just shoot us a message or to book us as speakers and uh we'd love to be a blessing to you and we love to just point you to him because we can't heal you but you know who can jesus and we're going to tell you all about him Amen. Amen. I'll put links to this in the show notes below. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Folks, as I said in the beginning of the interview, every person is called to do something for God. It may or may not be preaching the gospel. It may or may not be writing a book. It may or may not involve formal ministry of any kind, but every person is called to do something for God. You just need to seek him and ask him. Find out what it is he wants you to do. I guarantee you, his plans work every time. But if you go off and try to do your own thing and say it's in the name of God or Jesus that you're doing it, you are not in the will of God. Remember the parable of the two sons? Jesus said the father asked one to go to the field. He said no, but then decided to go anyway. The other said, sure, I'll go now, but never went. Which did the will of the father? Same thing here. You may say all the right Mm -hmm. things, thinking you're in the Mm -hmm. will of God, but if you never really do 
the will of God, you are not in right standing. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyway, drop down the show notes, reach out, get in touch with Judah Lipsella right now while you're thinking about it. Don't let the devil tell you to wait till later. You know how, you know as well as I do that he'll try and make you forget about it and never come back to it. Just click the links right now while you're thinking about it. You're listening to us right now. Click the links down below right now. Be sure to order his book, Starve the Flesh. Folks, this book is so needful for us in the day and time we live today. Just click the link right there in the show notes. Purchase your book today. Judah, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. And I look forward to our next conversation, brother. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Judah Lipsell and myself, this Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.